This podcast is brought to you by Rise Nutrition, your local healthy hangout serving delicious meal replacement shakes and energizing teas. Located at 5569 Northwest Berry Road in Kansas City, Missouri. Stop by today at Rise Nutrition. I know I'm fine, but the money makes me handsomer. Walk around smelling like a come up in the answer for her problems, but I'm not him. I don't mind it though. You don't like me how you think you do. I like it though. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Dual Delivery Podcast with Todd and Patrick. What up, Dreamers and Dreamettes? Yeah. And Clay. Hello. Hi, Clay. Welcome back, everybody. What? Tuesday. Welcome, welcome, welcome. (laughs) I did. I think that was the start of a, a song. Eminem. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is this Mark. Is Who gives no, a f- no, from that 93 was, that TV? Was Nelly. Nelly. Oh. Who gives yeah. a f- from 93? That was last week. <laughs> that was my song. Welcome to my co host, Bob. Bob, say hi. Hey, hi. Hi. hey, hey, hey. Oh, what is what that? Says. A beans don't brown the grill. I yes. took a whole lot I'm of sugar. Just Mosh to get, get up that hill. Now we're up in the big league. Big leagues. Bacon ZT. Man, I miss my calling. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Everything reminds me of a song. Really? Yeah. Yeah, music is Just a like that. big part of I'm telling life. telling you. Love it. Popped into my head. Boom. Boom. Nelly. Country sure grammar. Just a run It's a great CD. It was pretty good. It's a great album. That, that album was pretty good. Which one? Country Grammar. Country Grammar, fool. Are the same? Uh, nope. It was this. What's yeah, that? No, what's the what what uh, ladies? Something uh, Let me in now. Let me in now. Did a bean 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 bean. We could just sing verses the rest of the hour. Let's do it. <laughs> Sitting out here watching airplanes. Whoa. <laughs> That's a whole nother level. I did start watching uh, the Netflix special on Puff Daddy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know where that you was find pretty these neat. things. I search Netflix. Netflix for hours, and I don't see any of these shows that you watch. It's a documentary. Just go to search on Netflix. When you get on Netflix, go to your search bar and type in Puff Daddy. P. Diddy? And it'll pop up. Just kind of goes from his, you know, back in the day... What's that all so about? Nellyville. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that <laughs> Is that what you were thinking of? No. Oh. That's just his jam. I can't remember that. He one. had h- how many songs though on Country Grammar made the top ten though? All of them. No. Cut it out. No, but I bet uh, the whole entire album was no, great. It- ride with me. Yep. Ride with me. Um, what else is on there? Go through the man. That was some good song. What was the one? Smoking in the bins and in the Bentley. Yeah, ooh, ooh. I bet that made top ten. Oh, that one did for sure. Did the one we were talking about ooh. make top ten? Uh, Which one? I don't know if that one made top Ever? ten. I liked it. Maybe it didn't make top ten. Which it one was, are you talking about? It was popular. The one we were talking about. The Batter Up is yeah. what it was called. Batter Up. 
I don't know if it made top 10, but. The whole entire album. No, it didn't. It top well, 10. the album in general might have been. That was his biggest album ever. I don't know, man. St. Lunatics was pretty. St. Lunatics was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty great. No, okay, then great. did Country Grammar put him on the map? Like, yeah. hey. Yeah, absolutely. This is it. If I had service down here, I could find it. I got service. Do you? Mm-hmm. Hey, do you? Oh, have found it. What are you looking up? This one's good too. You got Verizon? Yeah, I knew it. I'm in the basement. Trash. It's in the basement. Shout dude. out to T-Mobile. T-Mobile sucks. St. Louis, you can find me in St. Louis. Better go and play range all day. Greed, hate, envy. That was a good one. Country grammar. Hot and her. We already did that one. Uh, Pimp juice. Ride with me. Ooh, e i e i oh oh. What's happening now? Ungale, ungale, mama, e i. That's all we need, baby. She only want me for my pimp juice. This is where it's at. Pimp juice. I can't even do it. They even got a Wikipedia page on country grammar. Oh, it was his debut album, studio album, which released one? in June twenty June twenty seventh two thousand. The country grammar by Universal Records. Here's the biggest song ever. Wait for it. Shake there it. it is. No, that wasn't. It. But that was a good song. Air Force One. That yeah. wasn't it. Oh, yeah. Shake your tail feather was way bigger than that one. Oh. Yep. A two pair was nice. Here we go. The album was supported four successful singles: "Country Grammar," "Ride With Me," "Batter Up," and "Country Grammar." What about uh, Nelly's "Nelly"? Is that well, didn't he have a Nelly? Its second single, "EI," peaked at number sixteen. "Shake It Tough" Feather was number one for like ever. Ride with me peaked within the top five. Batter up featured St. Lunatics members Murphy Lee. Murphy Lee, love Murphy Lee. Murphy Achieved Lee. moderate high school moderate chart success. Moderate. I'm a high school school boy. School boy. <laughs> mm. Here you go. Yep. That song was like... Oh, sh- man. Bad Boys, too. Sh- yep. That this song. takes me back to Mickey's. This takes me back to the pub. <laughs> that dance, though, is so catchy. Oh, man. Come on, girl. Who your name is? Turn around. <laughs> It for fun. That was back in the car show days at Carney High. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where are you from? Turn around. Who's came this with? Is Fast they might have. Did they do it the year after we did it? Do what? And Fast and Furious came out that year. We come rolling up there. We thought we were cool shit. Pub House was rocking. Clay and his Grand Am. The green underlights and green, green underglow. Everything. Oh, Travis, man. too, man. He had that. And who'd, we had like four cars. Uh, Cundiff got the Roush 3 yep. Mustang. Oh, I forgot. And your that. car. I think Kruger. He had the Blazing Blazer. <laughs> the Blazing Blazer. 1989 Blazer. But he had the big giant subs in it. Oh, gosh. 
And then uh, blow your head off. God, I feel like we had someone else showed up with us. Oh, did Mick take his Ford Lightning? Remember, he had the red Ford Lightning, just like the movie. That's right. Mm. Oh, well. Nope. Who knows? Uh, We had the um, Waterfowl Weekend, and you guys came up. Yep. Cato loves coming up there and checking out all the decoys. He was... (laughs) We are in one of the aisles, and, and you guys were outside, and so my nephew, and he loves when he comes up to my work and checks out all the decoys, and he wants to see where stuff's at, and he knows some of the names, so I said, hey, what's that? And he goes, that's Blue Heron. <laughs> and so he grabs two of them, you know, and Katie's sitting there. Uh-oh. Ain't no one here. Uh-oh. Someone's trying to call into the show. Hello? It'll just ring forever. Unknown. Unknown caller. It's them scammers, man. Answer it. Homicide deuce minus. Homicide deuce minus what? <laughs> What's that off of? <laughs> this is the guy I used to work with. He's Every time somebody called and he didn't know the number. Throw, me, always, that, throw me that phone. I'm going to mess with him while we're on, while we're on air. Homicide deuce minus. 802. 401-303-805. Homicide deuce minus. Carrot. Deuce minus. We're in the middle of a podcast. Put on speakerphone. They said hello. Damn, hello. Just hang up like that. I don't know who it was. Oh. Hello? <laughs> it's probably someone looking for homicide. Um, but it's funny because he loves it up there. Uh so he gets down these these blue herons and and he's playing with them and and doing and this couple come around, they got two younger daughters, and he don't care who's who. He sees young kids, so he walks over there with his two decoys. <laughs> hey you guys wanna you guys know what these are? These are blue herons. <laughs> and he goes, You wanna see what I can do with them? And they're like, Oh sure. You know, mom's like, Hey, what? And he just starts shaking them around. Oh, that's awesome. And then the little girls tried climbing under the pallet racking and Cato. No, no, no. Don't do that. <laughs> that a boy. Mm-hmm. Out of control. But I did ask him, I said, so when you get older, you wanna work at you wanna work here around all the decoys? Or you wanna what do you wanna do? He goes, I'll work at the shake shop. <laughs> nice. Really, really 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 nutrition, man. That's right. That's his that's his plan. Oh boy. Cato nutrition. And then he <laughs> roly, roly. he was oh, like roly, one roly. of the last ones. It was so hot. He had the uh the obstacle course for the kids, like the blow up house. And he, he went through it, but we had to shut it down after that. It was so dang hot. Yeah, it was blazing for the kids to go on. It was blazing. But it was a good time. Great awesome. time. Tons of people. Yeah. And then we've we've got next week is our whitetail week. Oh, so we're like quick turnaround. Oh, wow. And not, so not this Saturday. Next Saturday, August 20th, is our culmination of the big event. A bunch of giveaways and free deer scoring and all sorts of fun stuff. Funsies. Mm-hmm. Bring up some of your sheds and they'll score them. I'm gonna. That's a good idea. Yeah. 
check them in, then go shop. When you come back out, hand them your little ticket to get your shed. They'll score just one, mm-hmm. one side. Mm-hmm. Got both sides on one of them, so that'd be cool. On three, and you can kind of see what they're, heck yeah, what they're at. Nice. Mm. Is that delicious? Wish I had one. One of the singers there had a dope song. It was called Pink Cadillac. It was pretty sick. Pink Cadillac? Yeah. Who did? That's the only downfall is, like, they bring out a, it's a big stage. Yeah, one of the dudes that was there, he was singing. He had a song called Pink Cadillac. It was pretty sick. I was like, okay, I like that song. Huh. Pink Cadillac. But I don't get to listen to any of yeah. it. Yeah. Isn't that like Mary Kay? Nah, I don't know. He was just talking about it. He was like, oh. one. he's like, one day when I'm famous, drive a I'm going to give me a pink Cadillac. <laughs> Top yeah. seller of Mary Kay. Yep. Huh. He says, seats all the way back, <laughs> windows crack, and my pink Cadillac. Wow. <laughs> I was like, ooh, it's kinda, it was kind of catchy. <laughs> it was catchy. That's cool. I like that. No, it was fun. It was a long weekend, and for the next two days, I was oh, I sleeping. I, yeah. Sunday, I didn't move, yeah. except to get food. I believe it. You drain, man. Drain. It's a lot of energy. A lot of energy. Started a new uh, book that came in. Oh, yeah? By uh, Cameron Haynes, who a lot of people, well, he's a ultra marathoner, crazy. He's like a David Goggins. They've run together. and uh, But a lot of people would regard him as the best elk bow hunter in the world. And he likes he likes the hunting because it pushes him. Like backpacking, you know, high country, up and down mountains and the effort and, you know, so it's kind of that same, you know, mentality, that tough mentality. But he's got a book out called Endure and then, I don't know, whatever. So I started reading that. It was a pretty good book. What's his name? Can't wait to finish it. Cameron Haynes. Cameron Haynes. Yeah. And dude's a beast. Clay, don't act like you're about to read He likes shooting his. I don't have any service. He's like shooting, uh, you know, he practices every day. He likes shooting out a hundred and some yards with his, with his bow. Jeez. Like long wow. shots. Yeah. He's got, a, he's got a bow out with his motto on it called Keep Hammering. It's on it. You can get it, whatever. Um, and he's got, sponsored by Under Armour, but he's got a, tennis shoes like trail shoes and it's got keep hammering on there nice yeah he's pretty sick yeah there's some tough dude him goggins and then another guy that i watch a lot of podcasts he's a retired navy seal named uh jocko willick crazy mofo <laughs> and he does these leadership conferences mm-hmm. it's pretty wild pretty wild expensive but I'd love to oh, yeah. sit in with him. Like he'll do, uh, like let's just say he came to Roger Sporting Goods and we we signed him up to do a, and he'll take like whoever wants to be in it, but he'll take, you know, let's say we did managers and ownership and he'll put you in a room and then give you a scenario and you got to figure out how you would work as a group you know, to implement whatever action needs to be taken, you know, in a business sense. So one might be, you know, what happens if a disgruntled employee who you fired 
goes out to the news and starts firing off all sorts of, you know, rumors. Hey, you know, this company does this and this company, you know, just things like that. You know, how would you deal with that as a company and what, you know, you know, so it makes you think as a team and, and he does all sorts of, it's pretty wild. Leadership exercises and good stuff. I don't know. Nice. <clears throat> but yeah, makes me want to have a dilly hopper. Yeah? Yeah. Clay. Clay, that dilly hopper. Oh. Come in. Oh my gosh. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> I want a dilly hopper. What's that? I don't know. You tell me. And now, Sports with Pat. All right, it's our weekly update for sports. We're trying something new here. Give you a little tune. Was our key good? word this week was dilly hopper. Should have said, man, I wish I knew. Ride. I wish I knew a dingus. Who's a dingus? You. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're having a little fun with it. We started doing these sports updates, so we're just going to roll with it. So we'll do a little rundown. Um, This weekend starts uh, NFL football preseason, which is only down to three weeks now, which I love. They got rid of that fourth week. Um, So we now have NFL football starting this weekend all the way into February. Oh, yeah. Every weekend. Get on YouTube. 49ers, Trey Lance, obviously, is taking over your team as the quarterback. and uh, But they need to figure out there's got to be somebody out there that needs Garoppolo. I thought maybe the Browns would push for him now that Watson and that whole deal. Um, but as of right now, no takers. So he's still there, but football's here. College football's here. My diet Mountain Dews here. Yeah. <laughs> you keep putting that in there. Uh-huh. Look. Um, Empty. This is, and I'm not a Mizzou fan, and, and I didn't think he was a very good one. He was with the Broncos, but Drew Locke obviously got traded to Seattle. Um, they have Geno Smith, who's been taking all the reps at quarterback with the number ones. Drew Locke's been running with the number twos. So, Drew Locke just ain't. His time might his time to shine might be done. Hey, he's he might, in the NFL. He's he might still be shining. done. <laughs> well, sure, and you can make a good career. As Chase yeah. Daniels showed everybody, another Mizzou quarterback. You can make a lot of money as a backup. Hey, Colin Kaepernick's still popular. <laughs> he is, but <laughs> he actually. You know, people. He, he, boy, he, he bred it up. He got uh, bred it up. Yeah. He can sling the ball and do that, but do you think he's really capable of getting back into a game after having? Oh yeah, once you three, four. I mean, he's had a lot of time off now. Yeah, but don't matter. It's just like riding a bike. Mm. That first game he might be a little, little, little dusty, but that third, fourth game, bing, bing. and he had the <laughs> he had <laughs> he he did have the one good year, but is he truly a starting quarterback? We don't know. In this league, yep. Well, over some other guys, probably. 
Cut it out. This league is not dope. Don't act like this league is dope, Clay. It's trash. This, well, this but here, well, here's what I would this tell league you. League is not dope. If it's he's not, not a starting quarterback, so that's 32. Is he at least a backup? So now you're talking. Is he better? You just is, had James 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 Trashman playing for the he, Saints. Is he James better? Trashman. Jameis Winston. Oh, he's injured. Yeah. Again. Exactly. So Colin can step right up in that thing he, and slang it. Here's what I would say, regardless of where you stand on outside of football, you would think Colin Kaepernick's got to be better than 64 other guys, which would put you into the backup role. You pronounced his last name wrong. What? It's Kaepernick. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think? Oh, I know he is. I know he is. He's yeah. got to be. But looks like Geno Smith is getting, even though they traded for Drew Locke, as of right now it stands that uh, Geno Smith's taking all the reps. Uh, That's and, crazy to me. And Well, Drew Locke, man. Geno Smith, man. He's a journeyman. And you, he's a nobody. Well, he's a starting quarterback, what? it looks like. You were just talking that stuff on Colin. And you, and you gonna, he, Who? He will step in over Drew any day. Gino. I would take Colin Kaepernick over Drew Locke. I wouldn't. You crazy? He's yeah. Trash. Well, that's why you're here, not a NFL GM. <laughs> but apparently, I the could N- be. Apparently, the NFL GMs don't want him either. Yeah. But I'm telling you that's right now, it's they, got nothing to do with oh, the talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they don't just, want the story. They, yep. I don't care about the story. He still sucks. They do. Well, he's not great. I'm not putting him up there. But I'm saying is he can make a team. I'm putting him up there with Mahomes. Well, I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> um, Alabama voted number one preseason coaches poll. Really? Followed by Ohio State second, and then your defending national champs, Georgia, were ranked third going into the season. The one thing I like about college football, though, every game matters. You got to play your hearts out every game. And it will be interesting to see with all these Power Five conference moves and everybody now going to, you know, it's looking like we're moving to a, I don't know, over time in the next 20 years, we might have two conferences, the North and the South. The SEC is huge. The Big Ten now has like 18 or whatever, how many of our schools. They just added UCLA and USC. Do you think the North and the South will be? It'll be a civil war. <laughs> yeah. I don't think no, that will be acceptable. Be, no, but it'll be two divisions. Like, you can see everybody moving, and they're building these huge conferences. That that's but So that'll be interesting because you start playing. You know, you're going to have so many teams. I don't even know how that schedule looks. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It is weird. I don't – I think we brought it up, though. USC – Move and UCLA moving to the Big Ten did seem odd. I would have to read what kind of money they were getting, the contract, but especially USC with um, the new head coach there, I think they're going to start recruiting better. It's a way better coach. You get that, the recruitment. Obviously, you can always get good recruits because, right, it's California, it's the beach, it's L.A., it's, you know what I mean? So you're always going to get guys that want to play out there. Right. But you stay in the Pac-12, and, I mean, you're 
if it's not this year, you're within a couple of years of being the team again. And so, but now you go to the Big Ten and you got Ohio State to deal with every year. Like I don't know, like you know what I mean. Seems like Survival a big move. That's a that's a big leap. Because if you go there and falter like Mizzou did when they went to S- the SEC, everybody forgets about you. People don't even talk about Mizzou now on TV at all. Don't look like that. When they were in the Big 12, though, that's all you heard about oh, was yeah. because they were in it every year in football, and they were actually pretty decent in basketball back then. Who's your team? Football. No team. Football. Would you almost call me Cato? I said Clay. <laughs> Who's your team? But it Football? is. But they Florida went State to. Oh, okay. They went to the SEC and they're getting roughed up, and now you don't hear about them. So you could flop too. You start ending up bottom of the league, and you just ain't got the yeah the mojo anymore. Um, Serena Williams announced today, breaking news, that she's going to retire after the U.S. Open. She done. Yeah. Which is great. Walk away. The greatest or one of the greatest, actually, tennis players ever. Yeah. Men, women. She's, I don't know. Like, if I made a list and you had Nadal, Rafael Nadal and Federer and her, Djokovic, um, you know, she's probably in the top five men and women combined. Pretty pretty awesome career. Oh, yeah. Um. This was odd. Okay, this was funny. And I thought it was fake until uh, this gentleman, he posts stuff about football all the time. So, uh, Cleveland is hosting the National Massage Therapist Convention, and it's going to take place a block away from the Brown Stadium. (laughs) Their quarterback's Deshaun Watson. Deshaun who? (laughs) I think that I thought that was hilarious. I think he's the keynote speaker. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Uh, that is kind of funny though. Maybe maybe he asked to be traded there. <laughs> and then this is really crazy. We're talking about these NIL deals and all that and how it's just I'm what did I say a couple months ago? Like I'm telling you, NCA's giving you a little little leeway. And this shit's about to get ruined. So at SMU, the uh and make sure I say this correctly here. <sighs> what's the, a, what's SMU? Southern Memphis University. Uh they're in Texas, actually. Memphis is Tennessee. Oh, maybe they were. So, um, so SMU and the Boulevard Collective. I think it's an alum. It's an alum group from SMU. They inked an NIL deal, and what they are going to do is pay players on both the football and basketball teams 36000 a year for a total payout of $3.5 million annually. 
walk on. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, the Matador Club, a Texas tech collective, unveiled plans last month to pay each football player 25000 a year. But I, so you start looking, and now you've got, you know, these millionaire alums and all this stuff. And so SMU, who's, you know, just an okay college football team, FBS. And, uh, but you start playing players, paying players 36000 a year. Might see who starts coming there. Yeah. And so now it's just who has the most money. Oh, yeah. Who's got the richest? That's what I'm saying. They need a they need a small salary cap. They need small, small, just a little small salary cap. Because what's what is it? Oklahoma State, what stop and T Boone Pickens billionaire family to be like, all right, I raise your thirty six thousand. We're gonna do a hundred grand a year. Come play for us. Yeah, we're gonna be a powerhouse, and we'll just pay athletes. And we'll get all the best players. Yeah. But that might ruin the league too, right? Because you don't have parity. You don't have – that's what I don't like about Major League Baseball. One of the things I don't like is they don't have a salary, salary cap. Yeah. Right? You rarely see bottom barrel – bottom feeders in the league win it. Royals, miraculously you know they had young talent who turned out to be superstars then we lost them all because we couldn't pay them right so if you don't win in that five years in your rookie contract you're not going to make it yep yankees make it every year the dodgers the red sox big big teams that have you know what i mean they got that bread but but you could see that in in college football yeah happen yeah big donors start paying and then might be a couple of games, at the, a couple of seasons where they don't win, and then yeah. all heck breaks loose. Why would you not? Because they'd be like, I'm staying off four years. I'm getting all that money. Well, yeah, why? <laughs> and here's my other question. The starting quarterback, who's probably on a football scholarship, does he also get a free ride to school and the 36000 Ooh, yeah, kill him. Yeah. Because he ain't paying for nothing because yeah. meals and housing and everything's taken care of from his full ride, and he's pocketing thirty six grand. He's king on campus. Yeah. And then you, you graduate after four years, whew, over a hundred grand in the bank just sitting there. You ain't even touched it. Whew. Ooh. But it'd be good, though, because what if you, uh, like some of these people, they're, they're good in college, but they don't make that draft. So it'd be kind of cool to be able to have that extra bread just sitting there. Unless it breeds complacency, and you're like, oh, I've got money. Yeah. And then you don't you don't care to further your education or actually learn while you're there, and yeah. you're like, I'm getting 36000 a year and a full-ride scholarship. I'm good. Yeah. Then you graduate in four years, and you're fucked. You got 100000 Yeah, that ain't going to last you forever. And you're probably going to blow half of it anyways. The old quarterback gonna be rolling up to the football with his new uh, new wheels, and he'll be buying everybody drinks down at the bar. He's gonna have about ten dollars left to his name at the end of four years. Teach you how to manage your money early, mm-hmm. which we know they don't teach, right? 
Well, um, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Bingo Hopper. And that was the sports update with Pat. That's good stuff. You like that? We're going to have fun with that. Especially with the football coming up. There'll be no short. Speaking of, August 15th, we're set. Yeah. It's Monday because you can't do Tuesday. So next week, big podcast. Going to have BA back on. Get your fantasy football cheat sheets ready. He knows um, what he's talking about when it comes to fantasy football. He's been doing it for a lot of years since I back can't in wait the 80s. For that. Our draft is the 31st. Back in the 80s. Yeah. (laughs) He was telling, what was he telling us a story about? Back in the day, they had to wait for the newspaper to come out and then look at all the stats. And that's how they would get there. That's right. Off the newspaper. Off the newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) And he had his flashlight out with his glasses on. He can't even read a newspaper now. We had every light in the whole house on. I had to bring the lamp over next to him. I got a picture of it. But he'll be back on <laughs> next week. So that's going to be good. Well, now he'll be right next to the lamp. We're going to put him in the <laughs> We're going to put him in the spotlight so we can see. Are you kidding me, Pat? We're going to bring the what? sun in here for him. What happened? Why are you, why are you playing? <laughs> that's his famous line. That joke. You kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me, Pat? You kidding me, Pat? Fist bump. It is going to be fun. I have to take some notes. I'm in his league, so. Oh, boy. It should be good. Spill some of the beans. Man, go? He is going to spill some of the beans. Man, I wrote. Yo, uh, no, I'll tell you afterwards. What? No, I'll tell you afterwards. Oh, spill it. No. I hear me flipping through my pages. Yep. Oh, well. There's your Mountain Dew again. <laughs> All right. It's so good. Uh, This was. On a serious, well, Uh not that I, I'm tired of freaking paying attention to it, but on Monday, the Biden administration approved another billion dollars in aid to Ukraine. I was like, you know what? The U.S. is sending a lot of aid over there and not just money, like military weapons and all sorts of artillery and javelins and, you know, all sorts of stuff. So I was like, you know what? I want to see what other people are paying, like chump change. So one, they're a non-NATO country. Um, what I did find odd, and I'm sure I'm not the only person that's thought about this. So here we are trying to barter with Russia to bring home Brittany Griner. <laughs> Who's still over there? And we're sending weapons and money to Ukraine so they can fight Russia in their little war. <laughs> like that's kind of odd. I thought there were it was a person for a person or something. That's what they're trying to do. Well, they're trying <clears throat> to do two people for one. And you know what's you know what? I don't know if someone brought this up. If Brittany Griner wasn't who she was and an all-star WNBA player and one of the best players in the league right now, would people even care? Would there be all this hoop hollering? 
you know, with other NBA and WNBA players and people, you know, in Hollywood and all this uproar over it because um, the other guy who's been over there for over a couple years, I haven't heard shit about him. In fact, I didn't even know he was over there until he was part of the prisoner swap, and he's been in prison over there. Yeah. Didn't hear anybody hollering for them to release him. It's just, you know, it's all about status. Oh, yeah. Um, so we approve another $1 billion. Um, I think that puts us... So we did a $40 billion package. Now, not all at once, or and I'd have to, you know, write, trying to find exactly what we're sending over there, but it's in the billions. It's, it's over $10 billion. So I looked... Um, the United Kingdom, three point five billion. So we're at like over forty billion dollar package. They're at three point five. Germany's around one billion. Uh, the World Bank and International Monetary Fund is at five point two billion combined. And then in the private sector, you have like Google and then Meta, which is Facebook. They did fifteen million a piece. <clears throat> Um, the IKEA Foundation, two hundred million, <clears throat> and then we talked about all the military weapons and all that stuff. Which, on that note, when we left Afghanistan, which we just passed the year mark of leaving Afghanistan, and if you remember, we left all of our military shit over there, like everything. We just left in the middle of the night. Of course, the Taliban took it over. You know, right away. I'm thinking, and just all money. Oh, yeah. All these defense contracts, and they just print more money, make more military shit, even though we had it over there. Could have just shipped it from there to Ukraine. Would have been easier. I don't know what postage on that is, but... But my big, my big takeaway, and what I wanted to... Is I'm thinking about our economic crisis and the shit going on in our country. And we can't even take care of that. I mean, billions of dollars. If you just took on the low end, $9.8 billion and divided that. Now, granted, this doesn't, it's not going to cancel student debt, okay? Mm-hmm. But if you just took the $9.8 billion and divided it by the last numbers that I, f- I could find on every student at a college or university right now, each student would get 500 bucks. Well, I mean, it would pay for books, but still, we're throwing money over there to this country that is not going to win this war. And we can't figure out veterans and, and you know, VA health care and, and people that are homeless, you know. And we can't put roofs over their head and we can't, you know what I mean? Like, God dang. We always got to get in people's business. We got to look good in other eyes, man. But we don't. I know, but we try. We don't look good in anybody's eyes. That's what we try to do. We don't even look good in our allies' eyes anymore. That's what we try and we try and we, we got to keep turning. And why do we have up. to pay more than everybody else? Because that's what I'm trying to say. We're trying to look good in other people's eyes. It's not working. Like, how long do we have to do this? But why do we got to be the world police? For, for ever, ever. <laughs> for 
Sandlot. Is that Sandlot? Yep. Forever. Forever. First, you take the mellow. Then you take (laughs) the gram. Oh, my gosh. Classic movie. Anyways, it's just sickening. Like how much money we... We need to do a movie review We spend. (laughs) We did a little bit. Sports movies. No, just regular movies. And just start doing movie quotes. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, you could have just knocked on my door and I would have got it for you. Yeah. Oh, squints. Oh, squint. <laughs> what was Squidward? <laughs> but yeah. It is it does get aggravating though. And we do and, and we do have it. So that's another reason why we give it. Because we do have it. But we don't have it. Do we? We don't have the money. No. Yeah, we got we got all the machines that print that down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're printing off money that we don't have. Yeah, well, when you're in trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions, yeah, and if you think, yeah, and if you What's think, another trillion? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> at this point, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. It's not even. I don't even know how the dollar is a dollar anymore. I'm surprised we keep track. That thing just. I don't think we keep it track. Don't stop. It don't yeah, ever that's stop. That's what I'm saying. It don't slow down. It just. When's it burn up? Do we just quit? Forever. It's not going to stop, bro. It needs to. It's not. Yeah, and you think food prices are high right now. Because people are still, I mean, I mean, we're producing people every day. So we can't just stop. Just True. always money to. Mm. It's got to keep on coming. Vote in November. Yep. If you want to see a change. Yeah, maybe. Oh, 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 speaking of ooh, Crypto. speaking of change, speaking of change, cha-ching. Ching. Wait, hold on. <laughs> you ain't got it. Don't do it. We don't ain't do got it. You no ain't change. got it. You ain't got it. Don't do it, Clay. You ain't got it. I don't do it. No, you ain't got it. You ain't got none but crickets. Ah, oh, I told you, you ain't got See? it. That was not change. Yeah, that's it. Crickets. <laughs> uh, speaking of change, change. Dang, We're into August, falls on the horizon. <clears throat> days are days are gonna are getting shorter. No, yeah, mm-hmm. we're not it. switching no more, huh? We're not switching no more. <laughs> yeah, we are. No, we're not. We're not switching no more. We're Who staying. said? Yes, we are. We're not switching, bro. We're staying the same. Okay, well, you can stay the same. My clock's gonna change. It doesn't change. I'm telling Who you, this said? year it does. They voted on that. Who? Yeah, but it doesn't change this year. It don't change. It's not changing. I thought it was next year. I think it's this year, buddy. No, it hasn't even been voted on yet. Pull it up. Yeah. You got service, T-Mobile. It's not changing, <laughs> bro. You need to change service. I'm trying to. No. I, you I, I only rock. Oh, I was about to say. I no, only, I got service everywhere. I was like, we only here. rock with the best. Uh, 5G. We're, we're about to buy What, you. Cricket? We're about to buy y'all next. <laughs> cricket Mobile. <laughs> we about to buy Verizon. Can you hear me now? We about to buy Verizon <laughs> next. They next on deck. We going to buy them. <laughs> Cricket Mobile. <laughs> find it yet? No, I didn't find it yet. Fool. Oh, come on. Where's the that? daylight savings time thing? Yeah. I did hear about it, but I don't think it's changed yet. Well, but with that do, do, and the falls do, on the do, horizon, do, do, there's do. a lot of change. Coming up, which got us thinking. You've got 
students going to be starting college. Mm. You got kids going into high school as freshmen for the first time. So you don't pay you attention might be, to that anymore. You might be, uh, well, I hope not. Um, you got parents, they're going to be empty nesters. They're, they're the last kid graduated, going to be moving out. That's a big change. Senior photos. <laughs> so all this change. Next year, November. All this change going on. So, Which, Pat, yes, let's has a word. Let's hear it. The fear of change. Oh, there it is. Or um, the correct word for it <laughs> is metathesiophobia. Whoa. It is a phobia that causes people to avoid changing their circumstances due to being extremely afraid of the unknown. They I get often, it, though, bro. They often lack interest in exploring new things and may be reluctant to achieve goals or improve their situation. They even might find themselves stuck in toxic relationships or jobs what? they don't like, which can bring about stress, anxiety, pain, depression, and a lack of energy. Is this a prereq to hoarding? No. <laughs> so, with change... Like, Serious question. So I, no. Uh, oh, so I wanted to talk about that and maybe some things, give some pointers to people, um, and things they can do to help them out. Um, especially like, uh, going into college or going into high school. What are some pointers we can give? Cause we've been there as the new kid going into school or maybe you're changing schools, um, one of the things I thought about when I was going, what'd you do to me? Quit playing with buttons. I'm playing with buttons, dude. You're getting pointy. I'm making and, it sound better. Oh. One of the things that I thought about when I went to college and that I probably wish I would have done more to make the transition easier, um, changing, is to do more of the activities they have before the school year starts, um, like the get-togethers and the, um, I don't know, like they do the little, especially like at MU when Colton and then Megan went, there was like that first full week, there was like three to five days of, welcome, you know, the welcome parties and all these different events going on. and We had the... the uh, Meeting on the lawn or whatever, where we all sat around and talked to yeah, each other. Yeah, I didn't do any had, of that. You had no idea who that person was, and then you could have been friends with them forever. Right. It was pretty cool. But I would I would suggest signing up for any of that if you have time. Absolutely. If you live out of state and you're able to come a week early and just walk around and just kind of check stuff out. And, Especially if you're yeah. living in dorms. Yeah. Because then it'll be a little easier to transition. Because I think one of the, on some of them campuses, that can be one of the biggest fears is, where the hell do I go? Living with somebody you don't know. Well, that too. Um, if you're able to make contact with them, which typically they give you, like, who you're going to room with and give you their contact info, set it up maybe early, like a month in advance. I mean, they give it to you in plenty of time so you can start talking and seeing what their interests are and I would even go as far as after you've spoken a few times, if they don't live far away and you're able to meet up ahead of time and just, you know. They do that? Mm-hmm. 
Huh. Yeah. Because that way, Jewel, you when you got into your uh, dorm room, it's the first time you ever met well, him. Yeah, it was the first time I ever met him, and it was different. That's crazy. And you do have some anxiety and stress, and like, who am I with? Yeah, and how do they live? Yeah. What if they were hoarders? Quick little story. All right, you obsessed with hoarders. Bro. Sorry, man. Was, I know. That was I bet week. his storage is full of shit. He just got knickknacks and figurines. <laughs> He's and starting to have storage. He can't. I think Amber then called him a hoarder, and now it's just it's mm-hmm. embedded in him. So now he's like, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> Quick little story at Jewel. And I think you can attest to this. You I to Jewel? Uh-uh. Might as well. <laughs> Might as well. Basketball? Maybe center? No, I just was always in the dorms. Hanging out with all the baseball players. Is I didn't. I don't drink. And if I do, it's rarely. And it's a lot. No, I don't. <laughs> but I, in my room, I was on one of the streets off campus, but it was still a dorm, but it just happened to be a house. So it was pretty cool. Two of the, so it was two bedrooms. And so there was four of us in one in the upstairs. Two of the guys were on the basketball team. The other kid was from uh, Prince Edward Island, Canada. Straight lace, like didn't do anything um, except study. Where was this at? I had, I had the mini fridge. The basketball players drink, but guess what? They're not supposed to do drink. Drink. It's dry campus. Then mofo's put alcohol in my mini fridge, and when we were all away. They do dorm checks and all that stuff. That's Pat's. It's Pat's. And I took the fall for it. Mm. Being an idiot, I had to go some damn AA class at Jewel. <laughs> like, hey, I'm Pat. And I remember that. Was that with... Uh, and I had alcohol in my fridge. <laughs> was that with the uh, curly head dude? Yeah. Uh, and then the name? And then the guy from Lithuania who played on the team. What was his name? I don't know. Friends with him on Facebook. He'd come out to the pub house. He's wild. Married yeah. with kids now. Well, he drank. Wasn't my bottle of vodka in there. I remember that. But the change can be... So that's one thing that I would point out, is try to do some uh, interaction on campus before you start, I think would help. Um, I think you can do the same. So high school, it's a little bit different. Because I think in college, at least for me, once I was, I just feel like there's not as, I mean, there is clicks, but like you don't, it's not a fashion statement. I feel like, I mean, you just show up, you're going to class and some of these schools, there's a bunch of people. It don't matter. You just show up in your pajamas. Like everybody's adults by then. So there's not as much like in high school, everybody's like, I don't like them. And I'm in this group and, and, um, so that can be challenging, especially coming into high school as a freshman, right? Yeah. And you're nervous. And you're like, man, I don't want to. Aaron Leaper. Yep. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Old Aaron Leaper. Leapfrog. Dang. He's got a kid. Huh. Married and kid. That's crazy. You keep up with everybody. Holy crap. Eleven. That's oh, it's just funny that you found him. Friends on Facebook, dude. 
Well, you just said his name. <clears throat> I think there's a picture of you guys in here. You know, if I'm holding the drink, he put it in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> in your fridge. I remember when you got in trouble for that. <clears throat> yeah, what do they call the those people? I RAs? took the fall for it. Yeah. Yeah, like your... Resident assistant services. Yeah, yeah you're... I had to write my name down one time. I wrote down Donald Duck. <laughs> it's like, I don't even go here, bro. I write my name But down. what would you tell people going into high school? So going into high school, man, I'm telling you to do everything. Reinvent yourself. So if you if you're normally quiet, don't be quiet. Do the opposite of whatever you've been doing. And then do everything. I remember I played sports. I didn't want to be known as a sports player, so I did acting. I went into acting and wanted to do plays. And I wish I would have did it sooner because I had the most fun. Because it allowed me to do something that I normally didn't do. And so I'm telling you guys, uh, you're only going to be there for a split minute, and it goes quickly. So um, you're not there to to – necessarily make everybody happy but you're there for to make yourself happy so do stuff that you haven't done do the opposite of whatever it is so i was pretty quiet and i decided that i wasn't gonna be quiet anymore started talking started meeting new people just started friending everybody yeah is joint so one of the things that they and you see this a lot so like how to overcome the fear of change and what you're talking about is step outside your comfort zone. And so it can be a lot to to take that step. Like if you don't, uh, you know, if you're the shy and quiet and, and, you know, you don't need to get outside yourself and you still have your goals and what you want to do, but but um, maybe you join a activity or you do acting or you just, you know. And it's what's really nice is you have a clean slate. You're starting over. Um, it can be different because it's you always have the upperclassmen and, and you feel like, you know, you're going to get some uh, some ego from some of them that they have and, and they think, you know, they own the school and all that. Um, but, yeah, I wish I would have done more activities um, or try them. If you don't succeed at that's fine. Or maybe it wasn't for you. Um, I actually connected with some of the older kids uh, just because I wanted to, I wanted them to kind of show me some of the rope. Plus, I always wanted them to have my back too. But mostly, I just want them to show yeah. me, like, show me, show me the way. Like, you got, you guys are seniors for a reason. Show me the way. And that's what I would do if I was y'all. I would go challenge the seniors and the juniors to teach y'all the ways because. They've been there. They know it all. So, hey, I'm new. Show me. And that's what and that and then you you forcing them to step up into a leadership role. And also they looking at you as like, dang, let me take this kid underneath my wing so I can teach him how to become a great leader when he's when it's his turn. Yeah. So one of the things um that I took a picture of, but it's be in the moment. And so kinda Right, you get to that new school if that's your thing. Or maybe it's a new job, and it's just being in that moment and taking in everything you can. And, and Like, I'm confident now, but it took me longer to get there, but doing this and, and doing some other media stuff and just uh, 
taking that chance and living in that moment and then you just get better and better at it and and one thing and this is really for life in general but is not being afraid to just talk yeah and just meet someone or or see how this person's doing or you know ask don't questions. be afraid to ask or yeah, ask questions that's that's the key. That's a lot of us trying to think that we know it all. Don't try to act like you know it all. Ask some questions. Uh, let those lead you into even bigger questions, and then let that lead you into your mind thinking. Yeah, especially when you're in the classroom and you're learning something. Yeah. And you can be afraid. Yes, sir. Especially being the new kid. Yeah. I just want to sit back here and kind of blend in. Yeah. Raise your hand and ask. Yep. They're getting paid to teach you. Yeah. Ask if you don't know it, ask. Yeah. And I'm telling you, you're not the only one that doesn't know. Right. But everybody else is afraid to ask. Yeah. And so and so ask and but I think the big takeaway for for at least school wise, so college, high school, or maybe you're going into junior high, same thing. Whatever it is, that next level up. You're going from elementary to middle school is a big deal. Is join activities, be in groups. Doesn't have to be sports. Yeah. If you're not athletic or your sports aren't your thing, that's fine. Do some other club or do whatever, or, or join clubs outside of school. Yeah. Um, and you'll see some of the, your people that are in school, and you'll meet new friends, and then you just start clicking, and and you kind of know everybody, and you just you know, um, rocking and rolling. So one thing that gets brought up, another thing for change would be. A big one for people is job. You're at a job, and maybe you like your job, um, but but you know, for whatever reason, you you want to try something different, or an opportunity comes up, and you're like, man, I really, I need to take that opportunity, but you don't. A lot of people don't take the door when it's open. Um, Clay, you recently just switched jobs. Um, <clears throat> and so those can be super difficult too, especially if you've been at a place for a while and the longer you're there, yes. right? Kind of like in a, in a relationship, if you're in a toxic relationship, every year that goes by, it gets harder and harder to get out of it. Yeah, oh yeah. The quicker you end it, the better off you'll be. If you're not happy within the first, how many ever months and you're figuring out each other and then, you know, you start seeing red flags or like, oh, that's not how they were. You know, that's not what I was. Just get out. Yeah, that's what I did. But a lot of people, they want to hold on or you're comfortable at a job. You're comfortable. Don't do it. And so you stay and you stay. And then you just feel like, well, I'm just, you know, I'm comfortable. Money's good. Money's good. Not really. I'll stay here. Um, a lot of people don't stay at jobs for the money. They stay at jobs for the people and for their comfort. They like do. I did. I was there just because the people are cool. And, and then I and got you, shit paid. You are a rare breed, sir. I know, man. I was comfortable, though. You are a rare Everybody breed. that I was around was awesome. Most people don't stay there for the people. I did. I'm, just, money's I'm still pro- friends with money's them. Probably so the thing is, one. I'm still friends with those people, which... I'm in a different job and I'm friends with those people that I was hanging out with still every day. And uh, I still talk to them all the time. 
Man. in a different job. So, so if, like glad I, said, I got out. Yeah. You are a rare breed. So if you were going to... Money doesn't motivate everybody. No. I know that. You know I'm money? just saying most... No, I but it might s- not I be money. Clay. But money might not be why you want to switch jobs. It might be less money, but the job itself is something that you like to do more. Yeah. Maybe it's your forte. Well, I loved what I did. I just... I was comfortable doing it, and I liked it, and I yeah, you didn't get care what I got paid because of the people and because I was comfortable. I mean, a lot. I would say most people probably switch jobs because they're going to get paid more somewhere right. else. And I also thought that I saw an uh, opening for through another door or the same door that I was trying to go through, but I never got there because somebody else got in my way. Yeah. So that always sucks, too, and you can't let that happen. But if you were to... So let's, you know, throw out a few ideas of if you're thinking about changing jobs and and not even, you don't even have to go through with it, but what are some things that you need to do, um, you know, the process? So I guess I'll start. Like one thing that I would say is if you're like, okay, I'm thinking about changing jobs, I've got two or three companies I'm looking at, or maybe one that I'm just, that's where I want to go. I would say one is sit down and talk it out and write out pros and cons and talk about it. If you have a family and say, this is what I like at my job. Now, these are some opportunities that I have at this other job that I would like to start just writing it out, having action and looking at, the differences between the two, just so you can visually see it on paper, um, would be a good start. And don't just guess. Do research on both jobs. Because yeah. a lot of people just say, listen to other people. Well, that's not what always happens in the position you're going for. Yeah. Like for you, when you change jobs... Now, granted, it's a little bit different, but you still, it was a change. You took a chance, and you got into starting your own business, and you did that with a kid on the way, and you left a stable job, got a paycheck, didn't have to worry. You were going to get paid weekly or biweekly, and you're like, no, I'm doing it. But what drove you to do that, to make that change? Yeah, I was different, though. I... The reason why I did what I did was because I always wanted to have my own. And so because I always wanted to have my own, I seen the opportunity for me to be able to finally get it. So I was like, oh, yeah, this here's, is an open. Here's my chance. This, this is, is my opportunity. Yeah. So you had already had that goal in mind. Yep. And so when it presented itself, boom, you jumped on it. Gotcha. Yep. But is everybody that's come under your old wing, has it been like that? So or most, is it so most people that have come underneath our wing, they're they're really searching. Uh, they they don't they don't really know what it is that they really want to do. Gotcha. And so we just create the environment for them, to, and then create the vision, and then they they either catch it or they don't. Okay. Gotcha. So, um, the other thing, like you brought up a good point, the research, because I see this a lot. I've seen it at my place of work, and you have people. They're like, well, I'm going to go do this. And they don't do research. And they're like, I'm going to make this amount of money, and I'm oh, going to yeah. be able to do this, and I'm going to do this, and da-da-da-da-da. And, 
And then you see them six months later. Like, oh, how's it going? They ain't even been at that gym. Like, didn't work out, right? The whole grass is greener on the other side, right? And not always. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell people something that's, I think is funny. Well, most of the time when they leave a job to go to another job, the reason why they leave it is because they're trying to find their purpose. And so they'll go to another job and think that that's it because they're paying them more but they still haven't got that fulfillment of their purpose. And that's why they end up leaving that place too. Cause it didn't fulfill what they were looking for. hundred percent. That's a good point. I never looked at it like that. Cause they're leaving. Well, like we said, most people leave because money's better. Yep. But then you get there and you're like, Hmm, this isn't what I signed up for. hundred percent. And so then they leave. Mm-hmm. And now the job you left, which let's just say you did enjoy it, and this has happened. I've had people that enjoyed working where I work, and they leave, money's better, whatever it may be, didn't fulfill that purpose, or it wasn't what they thought. Yeah. Came right there ain't back. no coming back. No, there ain't no coming oh, back. you can't come back. Yeah, you can't come one, back. <laughs> one, we've already fulfilled your position, right? Because if someone leaves, I've got to fill it. Yeah. Um, and you might've been a phenomenal worker. I've had that too. I've had some people leave that they were awesome workers. I didn't want them to leave, Yeah. but I can't bring you back. If I filled your position, I can't just make another position. Um, or times change, right? Especially in retail. Like, you know what I mean? What if it's slower? Well, you're trying to come back. It's our slow season. I can't just pop you in here and work you 40 hours a week. Right. Ain't got nothing to do. So, yeah, I would have that action, and that's what I'm talking about is doing the research. What is the purpose you're looking for of why you want to change? Is it money? Is it what you like to do? So, you know, you might leave a job because you want to get paid more. You also might want to leave a job, and it's not because of money. It's because um, it fulfills... um, what you like to do. So like you might be a person that likes selling stuff. So you go into sales and money has nothing to do with it. Or you might be a person that's all about outside work and just wanted. So you go into, you know, parks and rec and stuff. And so that fulfills what you like to do. Cause you get to be outside and you get to, but, but that you bring up a good point though yeah. of, of knowing but that's why I like the the writing it out yep. and having that plan. Don't just switch on a whim because someone said, hey, you should come work for us. You get a 3 to $5 raise. Oh, cool. <laughs> Sign me up. And you didn't research nothing. You didn't look at their hours. You didn't look at, you know, when do they open? When do they close? Do they have a rotating schedule? Uh, what's management like? What's the coworkers there like? What's their policies do they have 401k? Do they have health care? Do they, how far away more do you have to drive back and forth to work? And don't ever leave thinking that you're going to piss your manager off because everybody's replaceable. You know, That's one thing that a lot of people do is, oh, I'm, I'm the best ever. I'm going to leave this job and my boss is going to be screwed. Oh, no, never. But don't do that. Another thing. I'll well, they will to, replace you because you are replaceable and could be replaced by somebody, somebody even better. 
like what I what I like is uh people think that they have to give their uh two weeks. I think that is so funny. If you're about to leave, just leave. No. Yes. Give two weeks. No. Don't listen to I'm about to mute you. How much you want to bet? Listen. Bro, I own my own business. Don't waste my time. If you're about to leave, leave. The faster I get rid of you, the faster I can get somebody in here and replace you. You give me two weeks. It's different with corporate, though. No, but you Just know what I see. Just depends on what job it is. Well, no. okay. They don't care. They do. No. You can't no, come a lot back. of places. You're leaving. You're Why leaving. would you want to come back? That's a what lot I'm... of people come back. I don't want you back. You you just left me. Well, why would I want you back? You just you just I I they, was giving they you they fire people Listen, and bring them right back. I was giving you all that I can give. You walked out. Yeah, and you know what else I see? <laughs> so I do see both sides of it. So we've been we've come accustomed to two weeks right yeah don't burn your bridges do yeah. the two weeks um, there have been a couple jobs well not a couple, one in particular right i worked at the grocery store john super mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and i left and it was like three four years down the road and i needed something to get some money so i went back to work for him in a pinch in a pinch but two weeks, I don't know. Now, do they take me back if I didn't put in my two weeks? And I said, adios. No. probably not. No, they won't. But they I won't. also see. So what you're saying, I've seen this too. People put in two weeks. You ain't working. They don't work. They no, put in they their. No. So that so you're wasting the time. To, and but at the same time, that's a not a very good employee. Because you're supposed to be training and giving up your information. Yeah, and most don't the do that. Person that's in line, or or that's what you're supposed to be doing. Clay, disseminating all clay. the information that you have to the people that now, are going to stay would, there. Now, clay. now let me preface. That's this. what you're supposed to do. Did you hear what you said? Supposed to do. Yeah. Now let me just tell you what happens when I, I already got my happens. new I job. It. I did it. When I got my new job, I'm proud of my new job. Later. And I'm not even worried about what y'all talking about no more because I'm gone in two weeks. Now, what about this? So, so I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do this Rude. to my job I'm at. But let's just say, right, I'm not leaving Roger Sporting Goods. But if the opportunity came and it was like, okay, I mean, this is like a golden opportunity. I yeah. can't turn it down. I would, for me. In, in being there 10 years now and who I am and in the leadership role that I'm at, being a manager there now, I would give them enough notice so I could make the transition easier to the next manager and make sure they had every tool that I have to keep succeeding. Because you've been there 10 years, you have a lot of knowledge, Right. Yes, I would do it because of the role that I'm in. I would, I say, I mean, I think it might be a little bit different if it was, you know, if it's the high school kid and he's been there for, and he's been working part-time. For a year? For his year, his senior year, and then he's like, hey, I'm putting in my two weeks, I'm out of here. See you. I don't need him, you know what I mean? A little bit different than my 10 years of management and hunting, and I would want to say, hey, 
this is the opportunity. I would write a letter and say, look, what do you want? You know what I mean? Who's next in line? I'll help you pick them. Or in this case, there's a guy there already and he would jump into it. But I would make sure that he knew some of the things that he doesn't see me do and make sure he was ready to roll. Clay. Todd. Guess what? Chicken butt. Guess who? This is what's so funny. That I, this, is, this is why I said you don't have to put in your two weeks. Oh, I ain't quitting. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm just saying if you were. Oh. I'm just saying like anybody. Oh. You leave your job. Oh. Bam. You die. Huh? You die. After 45 years, maybe. No, I'm just saying. You just happen to have a freak accident and you die. Yeah. You didn't put in two weeks. Oh. You can't come back. They find, they find another person. Well, yeah, you can't come back. You're not coming. I'm, Clay, if I leave a place, I'm not coming back. Regardless, you can't come back if you don't put your two weeks. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're done. <laughs> Boom. That's why I say it's not. And, and it's kind of arrogant for you to put your two weeks in and, and let them know. That's kind of arrogant. But what I, if I you think don't that's die? Arrogant. I know, but I'm staying. I, Even I, if you don't, I think that's kind of arrogant. You're like, I just wanted to let you know. I'm quitting. I'm quitting. Yeah. That's arrogant. But that's pay nice. me for the next two weeks. That's arrogant. No, it's nice. No. Well, it's a nice thing to do. Guess what? We Big built this business. We built this business knowing that there's going to be people that leave. So, and we already are prepared for you to leave. So when you leave, you don't need to tell me. So if you leave, rise. Move it faster. If you leave, rise. Edit day. You're just going to dip? You're not going to tell Katie? Well, if they left, they're together. We're, we're they're the, both owners. Yeah. So that's <laughs> different. So what are you going to tell her? Listen. If you this golden opportunity comes up, you can be a whatever. Making 250k a year. Okay, here's what I would do. What you. would you do? Hold on. What would you do? I'm tell st- Katie. Listen, I'm still going to be. I'm, what would you tell Katie? I'm doing, I'm doing what I enjoy, so I'm not going to ever stop. You wouldn't go. All right. Well, what if it was a bunch of Bitcoin? I don't like Bitcoin, but or whatever that stuff is. Trash coin. I'm trash coin. I'm still, still going to be. That's what I'm saying. Like, what would you tell her though? I'm if still, that ever happened, what would you say to Katie? I'm still going to be there, Clay. No, you even won't. if even if it happens to go to a million, you just, I'm still going to show up. You'd be like deuces. Still going to show up at Rising Trish. See at home and serve you people. Well, you people. Here's the other thing, Clay. All of them is one. When it comes to Katie and Todd, they went and never tell the other person not to chase their dream. So that's a bad. Like you're comparing. If, oh, it's, if, not, it's a job. I know, but if Todd said, "Here's, I have this opportunity to make five hundred thousand a year, Katie," so I can't be there now every day at Rise. She's starting be, today. Starting today, she can be like, "Make it happen. I'll be there. We'll figure out a way." That's just because that's who they are. No, and it would, he would slowly work his way out of there. He wouldn't just dip. No, if he had to right? leave, if he had to leave the next day, well, he wouldn't. But if he had to leave the next day, he would, and Katie'd be like, "That's fine." I'll work it out. But I'd that's make, I'd make his ass give me two weeks. <laughs> well, he's the owner. Who's he giving his two weeks to? Katie. She's it's the only the other one. One band, one sound. But Katie and Todd are one and the same, though. They own 100% of the company. It's not like it's 50-50 shares, so it doesn't matter in their instance. Oh, so you don't have to go work anymore. Well, I technically no, but. I don't work, sir. <laughs> So that's you don't have to. That's go the to that's the difference between everybody else anymore. I don't work. There's another so I don't work. Good point. 
Yes. You bring up that. When you're looking at changing jobs, look at it like that too. Is this a job when I go to it, does it feel like I'm not working? Yes. And am I enjoying it? Yes. And you will succeed much more. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I would tell you this. When you do change, okay? So when I went into Rogers from the beginning. Now, a little bit different, but I would tell this to anybody. If you're changing jobs or you're starting a new job for the first time, so that's a big change too, like, right? Regardless of whether you, if that's your end goal, right? When I started there, I didn't know I was still going to be there 10 years later. But every day you go in there, put forth as much effort as you can, and you'll be surprised to see what happens and what comes your way. This is putting forth. So anybody that can't see. You ever rub your lip? Wow. But, but you know what I mean? I, I don't know if I'm describing it well, but it might be a job that you don't like, but you're just, it's a job for now because you got bills to pay. Yeah. But put forth so, effort so every single is, day. I think this is what happens, right? Irregardless. So people Irregardless. Go, so people go to their jobs and they just go there to get the check. Instead of saying, right. hey, I'm going to be here for 10 years. And after this 10 years, this is where I'm, I'm trying to be. And so they don't, they don't have no ladder. So you got to build your own personal ladder and be like, okay, after this five years, I want to be here. If I'm not here, then I got to do something a little bit extra to be able to get to here. Right. And so I think most people don't have a ladder. And so they just going and they just showing up and just being like. And then you know what happens five years down the road? It's payday. They're wondering why they didn't get a raise. They're wondering why they're still yeah. at their same status. Yep. Listen, if you got a if you got a mark on your calendar when payday is, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. You're in trouble. I got an alert on my phone, dog. You're in trouble. The pay is coming <laughs> irregardless. 100%. But what you're going to like more is when that pay keeps increasing yeah. and the opportunities keep presenting themselves because you're putting forth the effort, showing up every day, not calling in sick. When you're there, you're rocking and rolling. I don't care if you don't like the job, but if you're there and you showed, if you don't like the job and you're not putting forth any effort, you're really, it's just a waste of time. Yeah. You might as well just move on because yeah. You're not, you're, it's just pointless. You're basically stealing money because we're paying you to do jack shit. Right. It is. You're just, you're just a waste of space. You're just here doing the motion. And what I hate to see is 10% of the employees doing 80% of the work. Yeah. And then Uh, the, the other 90% of the employees do 20% of the work because they're just going through the motion. We don't like, need you. Where are you taking this company? That's mm-hmm. that's the that's the that's the mindset. Where are you taking this company? Yeah. Are you taking it higher? Or are you taking it lower? Sure. Goals set goals. Yeah. So, so my quarter. challenge to you guys is every quarter set goals. That's like right now. You should be trying to figure out how are you going to be better tomorrow. Whether it's you're staying up later. Maybe you you're reading a chapter. Do something. Maybe you got up earlier. Either whatever it is that you do, you just got to try to be just a little bit better than you were yesterday. Just a little bit. That's it. Short-term and long-term goals. 
Yeah. Three of and them. And then eventually three you'll, each. you'll get better. Every and quarter. you'll be like, okay. And if you don't reach them, then you got to figure out how to reach them. And then the other thing. I got to know. <laughs> Here's another here's another change. Here's another change that deals with job is I want to change because um management. Okay. What I see sometimes and there's true times where you're at a job and and you're not being treated right. I mean it's it's but but hold on. Uh-oh. You know are, what are I Are you not getting treated right? Or they have high expectations. They do. No, most of the time they do. I'm saying there's outliers where this happens. They're just not good bosses. I know, but they. Leaders. But they might be pushing you. They might have a distorted way of pushing you, but they're trying to push you to be like. But what I'm saying is, though, is you go from this job because you didn't like management and you went to this job. And guess what? It's the same thing. No matter what job you change and go to, there's going to be stuff that you just, you you could have a bad day (laughs) or you got to, you know what I mean? No one's, no one's, um, what is it? No one's protected from getting in trouble or getting, not not yelled at, but some criticism. Right? Right. And, and, if they're criticizing you, most of the time it's because you weren't doing to the uh, work to the standard that they set forth. Right. Um, I see it on uh, resumes uh, when they come in. Reason for leaving management. Don't write that shit down. No. <laughs> That's a red flag to me. What if it's true? Because no, most of the time it ain't. Because now you're coming in it's automatically not. with a chip on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. That's why I left. Did you write that down? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, but who are you working for now? Management. No. You you mean from your last job to where you're at absolutely. now? And you know who said that that they have the choice. But if you put hold on, they have the choice to say whether I'm rehirable or not. I put. Um, undesirable management. Management had less than oh, less than par skills. Whatever they were, never there. Okay, so let's so just, hold on. Oh, and that manager, my manager, got to read it, and he's like, "Yeah, sure, we'll hire you back." He understood, and if you don't tell management that they're doing a bang up job then they'll never know. But also, And he apologized in my exit interview. Hey, sorry I wasn't up to the standards. I could have done better. I'm trying to better myself. Who are you working for now? Doesn't matter. It does. Why? To an extent. Because the person you're working for now probably didn't care whether... I don't work for a person. I work for a company. I know, but... That's what you you have to go and think. Okay, about. without saying the person's name, <clears throat> Travis. That, yes, that's where the opportunity came from. Travis isn't going to look at your thing and go reason for leaving. No, undesirable the next management doesn't look at that. But I do look at that, and I do a lot of interviews. Oh, for the people that you're hiring. Yes. Yeah, okay. fool. Why do they put that? 
Man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> when I'm sitting in an interview and I'm reading someone's deal and I see reason for leaving management, I'll ask them, okay, why? I thought this was Most of somebody... the time, it's some whack BS story. Yeah, of, of And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, that's probably not a reason for leaving. Why are you really leaving? But it's just a red flag. Now, Absolutely. sometimes they still get hired, but and they do. I've hired some people that have put reason for leaving management. And they're not bad. And I give them the chance. And they're not bad. They've been great employees. But it's just, it's, I just, I see it a lot. Reason for leaving. Ah, the management was bad. Well, everywhere you go, there's going to be problems that you're not 100% with. Absolutely. Right? But But that's just part of every job so and there's a huge percentage of people that leave jobs because of management and it's massive yeah but what you guys especially nowadays because of the management style that a lot of corporate managers have What's the management style terrible well listen so this is what he's he's not even explaining so most of the time these guys that are in management are literally taking the raft of the person that's in uh, above them. Sometimes. Because they are taking the raft from the person above them. And so it just trickles down. And so this person right here is in panic mode. And so because he's in panic mode, he's letting all the rest of these guys have it. So, of course, their relationship is going to be terrible and it's not going to be good because right. he's trying to please that's this guy. not always true, though. Oh, it's true. About 95% of the yeah. time, Clay. So, I could have I could have a really good relationship with a director, and then have a really bad relationship with you a manager. can yes, that's because and it's happened because no, he ain't got no heavy load. So if that person above my manager, the director, is a decent person, he ain't got no heavy. You know what I think is good good to me. Then how how has he taken the load from his boss? He passed it and down. then you know what I think. You know what I think makes a good projecting it to me. You know what. I think makes a good manager one of the things, and I think it's a good point you brought up, is, right, we all say the saying, shit rolls downhill. So as the manager, you're you're answering to the general manager or the CEO or whatever the hierarchy is, the store manager or whoever's in line. And you're first in line to get the wrath. Or if your team fucked up, you're the first one to get a talking to. What I like to do is take the brunt of that and in some sort of way fix the problem without going to my guys and saying, if I get yelled at one more time and if I get, you know what I mean? And then, so I'm panicking. Now I'm pissing them off and they don't like me now because I'm yelling at them and nothing's, we might have fixed the problem, but now we all hate each other. So I think a good a good thing to do as a manager is take that criticism, which is probably there was a reason for it. Take the brunt of it. And then when you go to your team under you and you pass it along, say, all right, at the end of the day or whatever it may be, all right, this is what we need to work on. And, you know, no big deal. You know, just make sure we're, you know, getting here five minutes earlier than what we've been doing. Or, hey, we need to make sure we check the pricing on this stuff or whatever, you know, instead of like you're talking, 
Owner gets mad, yells at the store manager. Store manager now is panicking and yells at the manager, and then he just starts yelling, and now everybody's pissed off. Nothing's getting done, and everybody hates the next person above them, mm-hmm. and you just created this hostile work environment instead of just ending it where it should have ended. I think that's a sign of a good leader. Yeah. You take the brunt of it and then lead your team. Actually, it's just... And lead by example. If I was them, I'd be like, hold on a second before you get started. Let me get let me get everybody in here. Hey. Let's go. One band, one sound. All right. We're all here. Now, <laughs> There's another movie quote. Give us give us <laughs> drum give line. Us, give us the give us the brutal movie. stuff. Um one band, one sound. Yeah. But yeah. And lead by example. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, I hate when I'm not putting forth. I want to put forth more effort than my guys are doing. And if they're doing more than me, even though I'm their manager, I feel like I'm not cutting it. Yeah. It's awesome. There's not a lot of you out there. That's not a, that's had nothing to do with change, but well, it's the way you could change your attitude, attitude and lead. But I have a great attitude. I know. Yeah. But change can be, you know, there's a lot of things in change and it does create anxiety and stress. And I think a big takeaway from today is having that visually writing it down. I think it's a good way to cope with it or talk with someone, right? Maybe it's your wife or maybe it's your best friend. Say, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? Just kind of get it out there and have an action. Um, And don't get outside yourself, right? Um, cause then, then you just create more anxiety and then you're just freaking out yep. just little steps at a time. Um, for everybody going into college this year as a new student or going into high school as a new student, um, or a parent, right. And now you're, you're home alone, right? You've had kids and it's a big deal and, and it's right. It's like, Oh my God. And you're worrying is you can also join a club or activities or, right? They ain't gone forever. You can still talk to them and call them and check up on them. But now's your time to reinvent yourself again. You just spent that last 18 years raising them and having them under your care. And now it's your time to go enjoy something. Maybe you wanted to do a hobby with your girlfriends, but you never could because you had the kids, Um, you know, but yeah, do something. And, and when you're you going into go school is go do yeah. activities, do as much as you can to learn about your campus beforehand and join clubs. And the more friends you meet, not only is it going to make it easier. Cause then when you get to class, you're like, Oh, I know this person and you can team up and you don't feel isolated from everybody, but you have friends and you're networking and you never know that person you met in college Five, ten years down the road, you bump into him again. Could be another opportunity for change. Could be your boss. I'm just telling you, man, while you're there, create as many relationships as you can. Yes. Because, and start brainstorming, like, on ideas. I'm telling you. You guys, I wish I would have did that stuff. I only knew a couple of people that were, like, thinking outside the box. But most of them wanted to do music and sports. But I wish I would have sat down with some of these people that were into the tech and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So meet people and start coming up with brainstorming and then just start writing down all yep. your ideas. And yep. then eventually you guys keep on meeting up. Th- those ideas become real life. Yep. 
And you guys will be the next. The next thing. And guess what? It could last forever. Forever. (laughs) Oh, man, that's good stuff. So next week, again, we're doing a fantasy podcast. So for all you football fantasy gurus, you're going to want to listen to that. You keep quit telling them what we're doing. We're going to have give them surprises. Oh, they're going to want to tune into this one. They will get your cheat sheets ready, cheat and you're going to want a notepad when you listen to the fantasy podcast. It's going to be big time, big time with BA. BA on a Monday. Yeah, Monday up in a club on a Monday. <laughs> I, love <laughs> I love deep. I love deep. Fist bump. Remember, you can't do Tuesday, so we're doing Monday. Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. yeah. All right. Dream big, dream often. Going to be great, people. Let's get it. Eat lunch in the high school cafeteria. I know I'm fine, but the money makes me handsomer. Walk around smelling like a come up in the answer for her problems, but I'm not him. I don't mind it, though. You don't like me how you think you do. I like it, though. I know I'm fine, but the money makes me handsomer. Walk around smelling like a come up in the answer for her problems, but I'm not him. I don't mind it, though.